welcome to Around the A-Sun. Around the A-Sun is the newest podcast for the newest conference in FCS football. Now let's send it to your hosts, Will Seiler and Brandon Owens. Welcome back, FCS Fans Nation, to another episode of Around the A-Sun, and this is a special one because, Brandon, it is week zero. We are talking real football games that are happening this week, but uh, we're also going to preview some North Alabama 2021 season, but before we get to any of that, my name is Will Seiler, and uh, with me, as always, is Brandon. Brandon, how the heck are you? stressed but i'm doing good uh assignments have me going crazy right now but other than that happy college football eve i'm so happy college football is back so let's get this thing started that like i said this is a special week uh you're a little more stressed probably than most people are for week zero just because your team is playing uh obviously uca is not playing this week so i get to sit back and enjoy uh not necessarily a full weekend of college football, but uh, I guess pretty dang close to it. So uh, we're just going to jump right in. If, you're, uh, if you've been following along the past four weeks, we've been previewing um, ASUN football schools. We've made it through all but University of North Alabama. And if you can see with oh, that way, the background here, that is the North Alabama Lions. And that is who we're previewing this week. Head coach, uh, Chris Willis, he's in his fifth season. He is 16 and 19 overall. Those uh, most of those have come in a D1 transition period. Um, they do have three Division II national titles and uh, several several playoff wins in Division II. Don't get me started. And what do you know? Uh, those what do you know? Those three Division II titles came after Jacksonville State left and won our lone Division II title. I'm uh, I'm sensing some. Uh, some spite in your voice, but uh, we'll let it go. We'll let it slide because we let spite. We let spite. No, never, never. Uh, last season, uh, the North Alabama Lions did not play a spring season. They played in the fall, just like Central Arkansas. They only played four games though, and they lost to Jacksonville State. And then they had three FBS losses, including Liberty, BYU, and Southern Miss. So they did not play. An easy schedule. The loss to Jacksonville State was a close one. Was that 24-17? Is that what it was? So, uh, yeah, close cl- game. They had two close losses because they had a close loss to Southern Miss as well. Yeah, the Southern. I was going to say the Southern Miss game was close and the Jacksonville State game was close, which means that, you know, other than they played two of the top FBS Group 5 um, programs last year, and, you know, other than those, did pretty well. Uh, this season, I wish I could tell you what their uh, – preseason ranking is for the uh big south but i can't because the big south does not rank them because they are still in trans uh transition which i think is ridiculous and stupid um Mm -hmm. but their conference game their conference games will count for this year because it's their last year of transition well that's good at least they count i just don't understand why they can't put them in a preseason poll I, i would say if i was you know Putting them in there, I'd say they're somewhere around fifth uh, as far as a preseason fifth, ranking goes. Sixth, so, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but can't tell you what they're actually preseason ranked. But uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into some impact players, some guys that we think will be important for.
for North Alabama's success this year. And Brandon, I feel like I've gone first a couple times, so I'm going to let you jump right in and take it away and tell us who you think is a player to watch. All right, so I went with wide receiver Dexter Boykin. He's a 6'3", 208-pound redshirt junior um, from Fairfield, Alabama. Uh, I just watched a few videos of UNA's highlights, and the passes that he has caught uh, just were amazing. Uh, the quarterback usually goes to him in those kinds of situations. So we'll see if that happens again this year, but his he's been on the team from 2018 or 2017 to 2020, but you know, he's only played three years. So in 2018, his stats are 35 receptions for 496 yards, five touchdowns in 2019, uh, 38 receptions for 704 yards, six touchdowns. And then in the shortened 2020 season, 13 receptions for 157 yards for a total career for total career stats of 86 receptions, 1,357 yards, and 11 touchdowns. So this kid is good, but I think as long as he stays at North Alabama, I mean, it's just he's just going to develop more and get even better. So I'm really excited to see how he how he develops um, some conference um awards or titles that you so to say he was big south preseason all conference honorable mention this year and at the end of the 2020 season he was big south all conference second team so like i said he's he's gonna be interesting to watch this year so i'm, I'm excited to watch him as well just a little note about dexter boykin he was the only uh skill player, skill position player from North Alabama to make the Big South preseason all-conference team. Um, I'm not sure that UNA uh, was represented the way they probably wanted to be on that, but uh, we'll let the play in 2021 do the talking and because the postseason all-conference awards are really the only ones that matter. So uh, mm-hmm. I went a completely different direction like you last week. You went with the specialist, so... Being a specialist, I have to go with a specialist. I can't be outdone. So I went with punter Joe Gurley. He uh, 2020 All-Big South punter, uh, first team. He was the punter of the year. He is on the 2021 FCS Punter of the Year watch list preseason-wise. In, I guess it was last year. Yeah, last year he averaged almost 44 yards a punt, which if you're familiar with the kicking game, is spectacular. Um, he did have a 60 yard long and, uh, he so far in his career, he's had 48 punts inside the 20 yard line. So if you are a defensive coordinator, you are stoked to have a guy like him on your team cause he's going to flip the field. Uh, but he's not just a punter either in 2019. He, uh, he led the team in scoring. He was a place kicker in 2019. Now I don't think he's going to be place kicking this year. He didn't in the spring that was in 2019. I think they've gotten that, uh, situation worked out. So he's not going to have to carry the load of both positions but it's always nice especially in a year where you know you you hope nobody catches covid but if your kicker catches covid you've got a guy in joe Gurley that can come in and do the place kicking for you so it's always good to be thinking ahead and uh, you can talk to any coach they uh, a backup kicker and a punter are um, big time puzzle pieces for their team so shout out to you joe Gurley. uh 
getting it done for specialists everywhere. I'm sure you're making Pat McAfee proud. So um, I think that's it for uh, impact players. Obviously, there's players that we don't mention on this podcast, uh, but those are just some guys that we think are going to be impactful this year. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, jump into their schedule and see what we've got going on. Uh, week one, they travel to Hammond, Louisiana to play Southeastern Louisiana Lions. Don't you dare call them Sela. They will sue you. Um, then they play UT Chattanooga at home uh, and then travel to Jacksonville to play Jacksonville State and then travel back to Louisiana to take on Nichols. Uh, go, uh, they come home to play Campbell, go to North Carolina A&T, home for Robert Morris and Charleston Southern at Monmouth, home for Kennesaw State, and then finish up the regular season or their season in general at Hampton. So uh, if you're good to jump into some predictions, I'm good to jump into it because we're talking not only North Alabama, but week zero. So what do you say? So are we both going 0 and 11? Nah, I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm ready to pick these, these games. If we could only predict them to go 0 and 11. I, I don't hate North Alabama, but I can honestly say they're the only college football team that has made me cry in a bathroom after a football game. I was six, but I still cry. Uh, so at SELA, first week, I'm going to say the Lions are an up-and-coming program. Uh, I've got the Peyton Award winner playing for them again, coming back, Cole Kelly. So I'm going to say Southeastern gets it done and knocks off North Alabama. Yeah, I just think the Lions are going to be too much for North Alabama, so I have the Lions losing this one as well. Which Lions do you have losing? That's right. They both are the Lions. North Alabama, I'm having losing. That's got to specify. I'm telling you, we're going to talk mascots one day on this podcast if we have a, a boring week of football, which I don't know if that exists or not. But week two, UT Chattanooga. Uh this is a game, I don't, I don't know, UTC looked pretty good in the spring season. It was a modified spring. They only, I think they only played four or five games before they called it quits a little early. Man, um, I'm going to go ahead and say North Alabama, just based on their results last year, only FCS game they played, which is a good Jacksonville State Club. Uh, they lost pretty close. I'm going to say UTC is not as good as what we thought in the spring, and North Alabama gets it done at home. Yeah, if there are three teams that are – or two other teams that play a lot like JSU, I'm going to say it's UTC and uh, UNA. So this, to me, is a toss-up game. Um, I'm going to have to go with the mocks. I, I just think the mocks – it doesn't even really matter if the mocks are going to be not as good as we thought. I just think – UTC is going to be a little too much for North Alabama um, with it being, especially with it being at home. Um, UTC always plays tough on the road. You you can see that, especially in the postseason in 2015 when they took JSU to overtime and almost knocked the number one seed off. So I'm I'm I have the mocks uh, winning this game. That would, uh, I think that's a game that if North Alabama can can get it, especially at home, and that kind of went into my uh, decision to North Al- North Alabama playing at home. I don't know, but if that's a game that they can win, that's something they can you know put a feather in their cap for this season, especially early on. Um, next week three, 
at Jacksonville State. We've already picked this game on the Jacksonville State preview episode. Uh, I went ahead and said that Jacksonville State wins the game, beats North Alabama, um, and I believe you did too. Mm, I had I had the Gamecocks winning. All right, so we'll just speed right on through that one. Um, at Nichols for week four, I have this as another kind of UT Chattanooga type game. Um, Nichols was one of those teams last spring, first couple games. It's like, dude, they're good. They're blowing people out, which I, they were beating people, you know, 70 something to 10. Um, and then kind of had that done to them, uh, at Sam Houston. And then they kind of dropped off there toward the end of the year. I'm going to say that North Alabama is trending upward. Nichols is, in my opinion, trending downward. And I'm going to say that this is an upset that North Alabama gets on the road in Thibodeau and beat the Colonels. Yeah, I agree with you. I I don't think Nichols is going to be as good as what people think. Um, So I don't think UNA should have any issues going to an old Gulf South foe at home. Uh, at Nichols and getting the job done. I have the Lions winning. Uh, the Southland is kind of an enigma this year. I think Southeastern's probably the team to beat. Um, or I think they're pretty much the team to beat. Nichols last year, I think, was to start the year. But like I said, they, you know, I think they're trending downward. Um, nothing to say that they can't, you know, have a dream season, but. I'm going to say North Alabama gets what will be an upset in week four, but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to say they get that one. Home versus Campbell. Uh, I'm going to say North Alabama wins that one, uh, even though the Campbell Camels are everybody's favorite team over on the FCS Fans Nation community on Facebook. But uh, sorry, Camels. The uh, Lions are going to take you down. Yeah, I think the past two times UNA has played Campbell, it's been a fairly close matchup i may be wrong about one of the those years but i think i think um you and i will finally get the job done and beat campbell i agree uh at north carolina a&t the week after that north carolina a&t is one of the more impressive teams in the big south coming out of the MEAC. i'm gonna say that uh they might even win the big south who knows but uh i'm gonna say traveling to north carolina a&t UNA gets beat on the road. Yeah, UNA doesn't stand a chance against the Aggies. Sorry. Sorry, UNA fans. Y'all are going to lose this one. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe they'll just freak us out and uh, surprise us all, but no, I'm going to say the Aggies win. Versus Robert Morris uh, at home. Let's uh, let's review from last week. What is Robert Morris's mascot, Brandon? Colonials, this dude, he gets it. He knows. He knows everything. Uh, <laughs> yep, they are the Colonials, and they are going to get beat by North Alabama, week uh, seven of this twenty twenty one season. So I actually think this is going to be a really close game, but I, because it's at home, I think UNA is going to get the job done against Robert Morris. Well. I, at least we agree on the outcome. Uh, then home again for Charleston Southern. That's a game that, you know, a few years ago, I would have said, man, this is a prove-it game. But uh, Charleston Southern, I'm going to say that the Lions take down the Bucks 
at home and go on a little two-game winning streak. Yeah, ever since when was the last time they made the playoffs? 2016, something like that. Uh, they were they were seeded. I want to say last time. I know they. They were seeded in 15, but ever since I want to say this 2016 season, ever since then, Charleston Southern has been on a downward slope. Um, They got some issues they need to work out. So I think this is a W for the Lions. I agree. And then I'm going to say we both agree on this next game against Monmouth at Monmouth in that one-sided stadium. I'm going to say it's a one-sided game. And Monmouth gets the dub. Yeah, I, I got uh, Monmouth winning this one. I think the next one's a little more um, interesting against Kennesaw State at home. Um, that's a game that late in the season, uh, depending on what Kennesaw shows us early in the year, I could predict the other way, but I'm going to say that Kennesaw gets the dub for now. Yeah, for now, I have Kennesaw, but depending on future outcomes of, of both of both teams, um, I could very easily change my mind when it comes time to pick this game again. I could easily change my mind to having UNA winning, but for now, I got the Owls winning. Cool, cool. And then finishing out the season at Hampton, I'm going to say even uh, finishing out on an away game, North Alabama ends their season with a win and a better taste in their mouth and knock off Hampton. Yeah. Hampton is just not, I'm sorry, but Hampton is like right below that middle tier where UNA is. Uh, It'll be a close game, but I think UNA will have no issues. Hampton is uh, not a team that I expect to give a whole lot of people fits, but you know, for some top teams, maybe a trap game or something. But, yeah, I'm going to say North Alabama gets that one. So, uh, as far as key matchups and games, I have listed here Jacksonville State, Kennesaw, Nichols, and Southeastern because I think those are all games that if you win can really change the course of, you know, your 2021 campaign, especially a game like uh, if you knocked off Southeastern Louisiana week one, I mean, you're, you're riding pretty high having just beat um, a team that, has lofty playoff aspirations this year at least mm-hmm. and you know like the possible uh, like they, they are thinking they are gonna snag a seed this year yeah if you uh, go I mean, in and beat uh as i'm gonna call them now because they don't like to be called sila i'm gonna call them slew if you go in <laughs> and beat slew you're going to be you're going you you have a good possibility if you can win the next week to be ranked in the top 25 Absolutely. Going into and, that Jacksonville State game. Uh, but Southeastern will always be Sela. But uh Oh, for sure, but for legal reasons, apparently. Yeah, if I get subpoenaed next week, we'll know why. <laughs> so uh obviously that one could be a, a trajectory changer for the season, but then also Nichols, I guess really both the Southland games. I don't see Jacksonville State being as winnable of a game as the other three. Although, you know, especially with it being in Jacksonville and that's going to be a big crowd anyways, because of Dan day, uh, I don't think JSU will struggle with you. And I mean, it's always going to be a, a, a very hard fought game, whether one team is good, both teams are good or 
whatever. That that game will always be a hard-fought game. But because it's band day and it's in Jacksonville, UNA will, will not win that game. But UNA has a very good chance of possibly getting out of the out-of-conference schedule with a 3-1 and one record if they can knock off Southeastern. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the Nichols win is a little more probable than the Southeastern win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think the Kennesaw game is more probable than the Jacksonville State game, especially with it being a conference game next to last game of the year. Um, that's, you know, anything can happen week 10. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's say they beat Southeastern. And then every game that we just picked stays the exact same until Kennesaw. And if they beat Kennesaw, I mean, that's a freaking good playoff resume right there. Oh, yeah. And w- no doubt. what will suck for them is they can't go. Nope. And I have that in my notes as well. We have a how far will they go prediction. And I wrote miss playoffs, obviously. Um, it is unfortunate. Uh, UCA had that come up early in our Southland days. We actually won the conference, but uh, Texas State was given the crown or and the trophy and uh, got the auto bid to the playoffs. And we sat at home and watched them. And that was a team that I want to say we beat like 49 to 14. And so uh, if that happens to North Alabama, I will well, feel for those guys. Is that the year they made the semifinals and lost to Northern Iowa? I'm not sure. Let me – I'll look that up. It most, de- it most definitely – it most definitely was one of the years App State won the championship. Uh, I want to say it was in 2007. No. That sounds about right for that year. No, I'm looking real quick. We'll just kind of stall with some uh, random babble here while I look up when that was. Let's see. Texas State was unseated that year and lost to Montana in the first round. Number four, Montana. And Texas State... What year was that? That was 2008, and they lost to us. We were we finished the year ranked number 12. We were 10-2 and two overall, 6-1 and one in the conference. And we beat Texas State... Oh, we only beat them by 7, 31-24, but still beat them. Uh, we actually won the conference, but did not get the official result or the playoff bid. And we were ranked 12th in the country. So, oh, well, it is what it is. Rules are rules. But uh, I don't I don't necessarily get the um, transition rule. I've had, I've had it explained to me a few times. But uh, mm-hmm. if, you can, if you can move up and have success, move up and have success. So uh, hopefully... Yeah. That doesn't end up happening. Hopefully, the UNA program does not get shunted from the playoffs, even with a playoff-worthy resume. But I have uh, six and five as my predicted mm-hmm. record, which they could. Uh, you know, there's a couple games like the UT Chattanooga game, even the like you said, the Robert Morris game or the Nichols game that they could lose. And so I have ever anything from four and seven to eight and three because you know a few of those games could go either way. Yeah. I'll but, agree with the range, um, but I had them at five and six. Five and six. I know they would love to have a winning season uh, moving into next year, have some things to build on. 
with uh, playoff aspirations. So uh, we'll see. Only time will tell. But we have a lot longer to wait to see what North Alabama's final record is than we do for real college football this week. And I am I know, so excited. I'm so excited. Uh, but we're not talking just any college football. We're talking A-Sun football on Around the A-Sun. And we're previewing week zero. And the only game in the A-Sun during week zero. Brandon, do you know who's playing this week? What'd you say? Sorry, you cut out. Oh, I said, do you know who's playing this week? My team. I'm so excited. I'm actually going Wednesday morning down to Montgomery. It's my birthday. Parents are taking me out for lunch, and then we'll go to the pep rally and make our way to the Crampton Bowl afterwards. Historic Crampton Bowl. What a place to play. Played there last year against Austin P in the kickoff game. Uh, it's old stadium, but you can tell there's some history there. You can tell there's some history in the city of Montgomery. What a place to uh, to kick off college football and kick off the ASUN conference. Um, so yeah, Jacksonville State, UAB, the Gamecocks, and the Blazers. Uh, we're gonna make some predictions. We actually we're trying to find the line for this game, and uh, Odd Shark has JSU as a twenty-seven to seven favorite. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they were drinking some uh some hurricanes while they were uh, making their predictions or what but apparently Jacksonville they had State's something 20, I don't know apparently Jacksonville State's a 20 point favorite over um, <laughs> FBS UAB which we're assuming it's reversed um if it is reversed Jacksonville State would be about a 20 point dog which you know I don't necessarily agree with they 20 would point dog cover. yeah I but that's a that's a typical you know Group of five, FCS uh, point spread. I want to say when we played Western Kentucky, we were like a fifteen point dog. So, uh, pretty pretty average line there. But if I had to predict this game, which I know you've predicted this game on the the preview episode, but uh, I'm going to say UAB wins, but Jacksonville State does cover the uh, the spread if it if it's twenty points. But uh, who knows what it actually is because. The odds makers were drunk. Yeah, I will go completely opposite of what this odds is. I will, since we're assuming it's reversed, Jacksonville State easily covers because I have them winning. So, so you're, that's you're my prediction. Take, I'm not, huh? Uh, you're saying take the take the actual money line. You're saying outright win the yes. game. All right, that's a. Uh, that's not where I would place my money if I were a betting man, but uh, I would say cover because if they do get the win, you get the money. I got to get better at this before I actually start putting money on it, though. We got to get real odds before we start putting real money on things. That too. What uh, what are you most excited about other than college football starting, watching your team play? What are you most excited for? Uh, looking forward to week zero um for this game what are you what are you looking forward to seeing like in the game itself yep for you for me so both of my sisters are in the band we've it's been two years since bands have been on the field 
And so one of my sisters is the drum majors for the Marching Southerners, and the other is a member in the band. She'll be marching on the field. So I'm very excited to see my sister's, uh, my baby sister's first performance and then my other sister's first performance as a drum major. So, and my parents will be down there with me. So it, I will probably, as an alumni, I will probably cry during halftime. And if you do, I'm fine. Just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, those are all awesome. That's pretty cool that your whole family has some uh, marching Southerner connections. Uh, that's pretty awesome to go see your little sisters perform. Uh, as far as what I'm most excited for for this game is to see uh, Zarek Cooper back on the field, see uh, see how he performs coming off of um, a spring season in which obviously he didn't play because of injury. So uh, I'm excited to see how he handles the, uh, the pressure of coming back and really, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say he has huge shoes to fill because of uh, Zion Webb, but he, he does. I mean, for your backup to do that well, you know, to come back, it's got to be a little nerve-wracking. So I'm excited to see how he performs and uh, see what the quarterback play is like. And, you know, coming off injury, it's always a little different. Um, sometimes you're a little hesitant to make certain cuts, uh, a little hesitant to take hits, and so we'll see how he handles all of that. So that's what I'm excited for. And then, you know, I don't think they're going to win, but we'll see. UAB, we played them last year. They've got some uh, some talent on the roster. They had a running back, though, that they actually just lost to the NFL. So uh, maybe with Jacksonville State's defensive line, we'll see a, uh, a uh, defensive, I don't want to say shutout, but uh, domination from the Gamecock D-line. So we will see. But you got anything else about this one game this week zero? Sarah Cooper is going to. Yeah. Um, well, just to comment on Zarek Cooper, I think I'm I'm really excited to see how he does, like you said, coming off of injury. Um, I just hope that he isn't scared. Yeah. Because, like you said, that's very common. So You can definitely tell a, a lot of times. Game. You can definitely tell a lot of times when somebody comes off of injury because, like I said, they're a little more hesitant to make a certain cut. Or, uh, you know, a little quicker, which is not always a bad thing for a quarterback to be quick to slide. But uh, I figure we're not going to see Zarek Cooper taking a whole lot of hits, uh, especially if he can avoid it. So, uh, but it'll be interesting to see. I think the Gamecocks have a pretty good chance. But uh, if you're going to put money on it, don't go to Odd Sharks. Because uh, otherwise, if you're putting money on Jacksonville State's cover, they got to win by three scores. So, uh, anyway... That is it for this week's episode of Around the A-Sun. And if you don't follow us already on Twitter, you can find us at Around the A-Sun. And then obviously, as always, follow the FCS Fans Nation uh, Twitter accounts and Facebook page online. Over 9,000 members on that page. If you don't know, we are a member of the uh, FCS Fans Nation network. A lot of good episodes coming out on the FCS Fans Nation YouTube page. So make sure you subscribe to that. We're going, to be we're going to be publishing episodes every single week this 2021 football season. Uh, once we get some more uh, volume of games, we'll have uh, predictions, opinions, storylines, and then just some random stuff pertaining to FCS football and ASUN football in general. So uh, we're going to have fun with it this year. Uh, it's been fun previewing each team, and I am stoked to start the 2021 season, get back to some normal fall football. Spring football was cool, but I uh, never want to do it again. So uh, 
Brandon, I guess that's it, man. You good to go? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just ready for football to start. You got some good high school football games on ESPN tonight, leading into yep. college football uh, tomorrow. I'm ready. I'm. I'm so glad it's here. Absolutely, me too. Well, that is it. So we appreciate you listening. Make sure you uh, are watching out on social media next week because we'll uh, we'll start posting once a week as the 2021 season goes on. So uh, have a great week, everybody, and enjoy week zero.